So, hello there, everybody out there in the general area of music videos. My name is Adam Farrell, and welcome to the Music Video Land Podcast. We're talking music videos. It's brought to you by the super unbelievable, would do anything for you, drive you to the hospital, help you move in. Friends at imvdb.com, internet music video database. We take music video information and we put it in a database for you to enjoy. Um, like I said, I'm Adam, and then we get to Doug over here. How are, hey. you How are you doing, Doug? Hey, doing super good. Doing uh, doing great. Doug's, driving people to the hospital. Yeah, Doug's driving people to the hospital all day, all night. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's in uh, Florida. Then up in Canada, we have Mr. Adam Alexander, Fringe Music Fix. How's it going, Adam? I'm doing fine tonight. Uh, I'm glad you guys are both doing good, because I am not doing so good. I, I'm a little distressed, because there were two breakups this week. That had to do with music videos, and I'm a little. I I have to admit, like for real, I was a little upset that these two. Because usually I'm like, ha those people broke up. But <laughs> now for this one, and all, the first one is uh, the more high profile of the two, which is John Mayer and Katy Perry, who like just a few months ago I had a music video where they're basically you know, climbing all over each other, talking about how much they love each other. Yeah, I think that the the name of that song was John Mayer and Katy Perry are in love with each other forever. That was the name of the song. And there were three heart emojis after that. Right. And then the other one actually is, is I think, a little more relevant to music videos, even though Katy Perry and John Mayer had a music video together, and that is um, Robin Thicke and Paula Patton broke up. And they were sort of, during all the controversy around the uh, Blurred Lines video, Robin Thicke kind of had to defend them. I mean, it was kind of like built up that Robin Thicke was kind of like a one-woman guy, and he had this super hot wife. Um, or girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> I guess I didn't, didn't do too much research on this, and um, and then and that they were okay and they're like super in love and now they're now they're broken up. So I'm gonna watch the Blurred Lines video in a different light now. Yeah, it's gonna have a new, have a new meaning as will the a VMA performance. Uh, VMA performance? Oh yeah, that's well maybe you know apparently like he's trying to get her back, and she's the one who's like breaking up with him. So maybe all of his maybe that was like the straw that broke the camel's back several months ago, and now it's just bubbling to the surface. The Miley that broke the camel's back. Mm, Miley's. We're just gonna label her a homewrecker right now in front of. No, oh, that's that's let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's let's do that. People will love that. Um. Uh. So yeah, those were sad. I don't. I didn't know too much about the Robin Thicke one beyond what came up in my Facebook trending topic section. Um. But I knew a little bit more about the Katy Perry one because that they were in a music video together. Yeah, with the mechanical bull. Remember that one. Yeah, it was a great Sophie Mueller, Mueller, whatever one. Go with whatever. <laughs> We've talked about her on the podcast like 14 times, and we have, we still, every time, do not know how to pronounce her name. You never say it. Well, Sophie M. Uh, Sophie, if you want to come on the podcast instead of straight. You yeah, know. Sophie, who's always listening, <laughs> but never reaching out. Sophie, we'll call her just Sophie. She could go by that. We, we'll know what we're talking about. Uh, I literally cannot think of another Sophie off the top of my head. So pff. Sophie's choice. And right. we should talk a little bit about. I think it might be good to talk about a little bit more new newsy stuff at the top of the podcast before okay. we get into the music videos, because there was something that came out today, Thursday, February twenty seventh, that I find very interesting, and I think everybody else will too. And that is the Kanye West film, and I say film because this is going to come out apparently in actual theaters, ones that you buy a ticket for and you walk in and sit down with popcorn. Yeah. 
Um, and it the is the place where you just saw Lego Movie. Exactly, you're gonna see, and it and it will be directed by none other than Mr. Hype Williams. Um, I saw Hype Williams' last movie in theaters. Which what was that? I saw I saw Belly in theaters when I was like in eighth grade. Was that his last movie? I, I don't know. I just wanted to brag about seeing Belly. Come on, every <laughs> opportunity you get that you went to Magnolia and Coral Springs to see Belly, you got to take that. It's right, uh, it's right there. I reach out and grab it. Have you ever seen a Hype Williams movie, Adam? I've never seen one. I, I don't believe. I'd have to check. I'm not sure. You guys have got. You guys should see Belly. I think it it provides some context for Hype Williams. It's like a beautiful. It looks like a music video for, in a lot of it, but um, you know, it's full of actors trying to rap. Who you know, and and, and not just like. It's not like it's not as bad as like the Cash Money Records movies that used to come out, or like you know, like Baller Blocking. I don't know. If you, I, I, I like rap. I like rap a lot in high school, and it's great. And so there, there was a Cash Money Records movie that came out called Baller Blocking, where they were like just like drug dealers and killers, like in New Orleans, and it was like everybody. I think Juvenile was the star, maybe, but like the, everybody was in it. BG and Lil Wayne and the big timers. The whole crew, uh, Young Turk, but um, well, but, the- <laughs> wait, me, I'm swinging this back around. Don't worry. No, no, no. Uh, uh, but, I have a but question. Belly's actually a movie. Belly's actually a, like, like it's 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 rappers who've acted in other movies. DMX and Method Man and Nas. They've all I don't know how many things Nas have done, but DMX was in a lot of movies during that era. As was Method Man. Continues to do a lot of acting. So uh, it wasn't just like <laughs> juvenile trying to act. It was actually people with some chops. <laughs> But it was still, uh, Belly is still not a good movie. What's funny, you know, there's, now that you bring it up, there is a, a pretty sizable genre of, oh, 50 Cent had a movie. He had Get, Get Rich or Dry, Die Trying, I think was the name of the movie, right? Right, so that those are different. Those actually like came out in theaters because that came after Eminem in 8 Mile, which, I, you know, I think is, you know, looking back, it's not as good as I it was when I when I watched it the first time, but like, this it was still like a, a pretty pretty decent movie, and I think Eminem played a decent part. Uh, I never watched the Fifty Cent one actually. Um, and then but, neither did I know, but I heard it was it was decent. I, but I, I watched. I can I've back seen like I've seen Romeo <laughs> Must Die and all the movies that DMX did with Jimmy and Aaliyah and all those movies, and and obviously Method Man has done some good stuff. I think that you know How High with him and Red Man isn't bad, and you know for that type of movie, I think. It, he and Redman are decent actors together, so um, well, the, you know they're not—they're not a joke. Well, the, the thing that we don't know now is because, as with as is Kanye West's way, whenever he announces something, you just go to KanyeWest.com and there's some mysterious thing on there. But pretty much every yeah. time he has, uh, there must be an, an, like consequence of sound and pitchfork and all these places. There must be an intern whose job is just to refresh KanyeWest.com. Um, but there's a oh, little, definitely. yeah. I, actually, it might be not be a, uh, it might be not be a bad do- job. I'd go for that if, it, if the pay was decent. And so he has a little trailer there, and we're not really super sure what this is all about because it, a lot of some of it is actual like looks like concert footage. Some of it looks staged. But then we also know that um, the uh, author of American Psycho, Brett Easton Ellis is working with Kanye West on this. So there's got to be some sort of narrative element and hype volumes in, is involved. So I'm really interested to see what uh, what happens here. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's de- it, like some of the stuff that does that looks like shot footage could could conceivably be part of the stage show in one way or another either on a, like a projected screen or something like that. You know, I I've, I've heard that the that the Yeezus tour is kind of 
remarkable. And so I obviously I didn't go, and I haven't really seen much footage outside of like m- my dumb friends posting stuff on Instagram of it. But I, I hear that it's pretty. It's quite <laughs> sorry a spe- to your dumb friends. <laughs> yeah, but I, I hear it's a pretty. It was pretty pretty. Like I said, remarkable. Like it was a, a pretty big deal. Wait, Adam, you wouldn't go to a Kanye West show? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. We'll, so we'll be looking forward to that. That is one of those rare. I mean, this seems like a very interesting project. Obviously, one of the um, you know most n- name brand music video directors out there. Hype Williams is directing this for one of the largest artists out there, and it's a feature film, which will be in a theater. Kanye West is very interested in. Uh, kind of bringing. Well, he already did. The, remember, he did the um, Runaway film, which yeah. I, I think it was something like forty minutes long. I think it's going to be something similar to that, where it's kind of like an art concept film with some small narrative elements. So we'll be taking a look at that, keeping an eye. I, on I, it. How do you feel though? Like I was initially bummed. Like it looks really, it looks really like seeing the trailer. This went away a little bit, but just hearing it initially, hearing that it was going to be Hype Williams, like in. Part of me like wished it wasn't. It was somebody like from this era of music video directors, somebody who's doing stuff now more more frequently. I, I hate that like you know if you need a big name music video director, you're still reaching at Hype Williams. I'm not saying that he can't necessarily bring something to the table, but I feel like the people doing newer stuff are doing more unique stuff. And um, but then I saw the trailer and it looked pretty sweet, so I was a little bit uh, that might have been dumb. Yeah, but he's had a lot of great collaborations with Kanye West, and also, I mean, he's had some pretty sweet music videos recently. I mean, um, the Drunken Love video uh, by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z was my, one of my favorite videos at the end of 2013. So it's not like he's, like, bringing him, bringing, you know, bringing him up out of the farm leagues or anything like that, <laughs> or retirement. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good point, but still, I but whatever. Like I said, the trailer looks sweet. But you did bring up Beyonce, so I think that's a sweet segue for to talk about um, uh, a video that technically was released to the world late last year, but was released on the internet um, this week, and that's Beyonce's Partition. Yeah, because this one is one of those things where Beyonce released her record, and if you bought like the thing on iTunes or wherever you bought it, you got all the videos, so you can watch them, you know, yourself. You know, hooray. But she's only released these trailers for everything else, and she's only released, I think, two. She released EXO and Drunken Love. And this is the first one, I think, like, after that. I mean, it's been a few months. It hasn't yeah, been and, like, and a steady X- stream. And no, and EXO and Drunken Love came out the same day, like, yeah. within, within uh, like, 12 hours of each other. So this so, is Jake Nava, who has, I mean, if you look at his history of music videos, I mean, he's directed some really big music videos for Beyonce. He's like kind of a longtime collaborator, even more than Hype Williams is um, with Beyonce. He did the Single Ladies video in 2008, as well as, you know, If I Were a Boy and Crazy in Love. So they're kind of like the biggest, uh, you know, singles for Beyonce. Um, and, this and, is, and he did, and he's done, he did three um, off of this album. Yes. Um, Blue Ghost and uh, Partition. Um, so, Doug, you were a big fan of this video. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I thought I, I definitely was a big fan of this video. Personally, I think it was. I would say it was my favorite. Um, my favorite from the three that have been released so far. Um, I just think, like you know, I, I think that it's it, it it's just a really like unique and visually appealing video. I think for Beyonce. I, um, 
that's not true cut that out uh (laughs) those words (laughs) uh um uh no but i i just think like i i was really drawn to this video like obviously it's an incredibly sexy video and like it's taking like beyonce like she she really kind of like doesn't really hold anything back which seems to be a little bit of a trend it's that's it's kind of the case in the drunken love video as well and adam i know that you've uh complained publicly about the fact that you're not a fan of the Beyonce and Jay-Z having sex songs and I think this this kind of is one of those too she's kind of doing like this really like awesome looking uh like striptease scene with like Jay-Z looking there smoking a cigar but like I just I just thought that the way this this video was composed and like the the way it just like I was really drawn to the visuals the the projection that they use and all the colors and um the silhouettes and stuff. I, I really just enjoyed the way this video looked, and it and and I like how it kind of is bookended by that, like with that little narrative element, and how it comes back at the end as well. Um, of her like in that um, kind of like posh mansion environment, um, and that like little narrative to that story, that little storyline there. I really enjoyed that part too. Yeah, I love it too. It's a good video. Yeah, I love that bum shot too. Happened. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I, I didn't. I didn't say bum shot. I'm gonna go to the bum shot. I, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I, it was a different kind of bum shot. I, I haven't quite seen one quite like that. Is she <laughs> sitting on a piano? She's sitting on a piano. I don't. Right? I, I, I. I don't know. She's sitting on something. Something Some sort of reflective surface. Yeah. This. There. There's. Not a lot going on in Beyonce's music these days beyond graph descriptions of her and Jay-Z having <laughs> sex. And I just, you know, that's fine. I'm happy for them. I'm glad that their sex life is going strong and everything. But I just it seems want... Healthy. It, seems, it seems healthy, yes. But it just... It's just gross. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear about it. Um, Very vivid. I'm just jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> that, that would be my only complaint. Of, are you jealous of both of them? Well, no, more, more. I'm more jealous. Uh, of on, Jay-Z. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess, like in a in a certain level, like conceptually, like I have I have no physical uh, desire to have sex with Jay Z, but I guess like that would be sweet. On <laughs> it's like an like the concept of it, I guess would be would be cool. What the hell? Think you about? Talking bragging about? rights. Bragging like, rights. Yeah, it's like a super famous guy, and like so to have like that. <laughs> Most personal I'm, relationship. I'm not gay, but there was I know, that I one. No, I have no physical physical desire to do it whatsoever. But the concept of it is appealing, I guess, to be able to get that close with anyone that famous. See, I'm not even. I'm, I, I maybe I'm the odd guy out here, but I'm not really that attracted to Beyonce. I don't know. Well, I think she's definitely a pretty lady. I don't think that. Uh, she's the prettiest lady I've ever seen in my life. No, like some, like some people would probably argue, but I I'm. I but she's like the like the whole package entertainer deal, right? That's part of the appeal, I think. That adds that adds some points. That she can sing and dance and looks great and everything else. It's like, yeah. It's funny that you said that adds because at first I thought you said dad ass. It just it was really close. Back to that. You are <laughs> right back to the bum. Yeah, right. You were already you were already there. But but uh, no, she is a a, a whole a whole package per- type of performer for sure but uh i in, in terms of what adam's saying i i still think she's a pretty lady so that's just me i guess i'm weird yeah you're super weird for thinking beyonce is attractive that's very de- deviant um 
How dare I? Am I? Hold on. Am I on the right microphone? Oh shit! Damn it! I'm on the internal microphone. Why don't you guys we, ignore me? I mean, you sounded all right to me. Whatever. I'll turn it on the real one now. Uh, now I see the difference. <laughs> damn it! Did, did, did it sound really shitty before? No, no. it did sound really different. I just it's, it sounded sound really like shitty. mine, like oh, my okay. mic. But it just sounds. <laughs> you sound. You, you definitely sound a lot more quiet. Storm. <sighs> Well, that's that's me. That's a quiet storm. Um, <laughs> so that so there we go. You're, yeah, this is a you know. The, the, there's everything in, on this record and all these videos revolves around Beyonce. It basically, all boils down to Beyonce and Jay Z's sex life. It, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. Reminds well, me of I, I don't know. There's some like there's something that sets this apart from what like John Mayer and Katy Perry did in that video. That there's something that irritates me less about the way that Jay Z and Beyonce do it. I don't know what. Well, there was in the, in the Katy Perry John Mayer "Who You Love" video. There was zero percent sex. They were fully clothed and like hugging each other. From you know, they were they're like doing hover hands. And they're it, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> they're like, hover handing while people like rode a mechanical pole in the background. There was it's, nothing. It's like, natural, right? Like I don't think Beyonce fucking strips for Jay Z with projections on her, but like I feel like you know Beyonce in her life has danced awesome, and Jay Z in his life had sat back with a cigar and looked cool, and they put those things together. And it makes sense because they're married. So uh, I think that's why it works a little bit more. I don't think I don't think Katy Perry or or John Mayer have ever rode a mechanical bull together. I don't think that they've ever had hover hand with each other. I think it's only been uh, physical contact uh, um, beyond that. And so I think it's really it it it, it wasn't as natural in that video. Not yeah, not well. They're not having physical contact anymore. No, but they it, during that time of that video, like they probably were. Like I don't think you're like like off camera. It's like oh, Katie, yeah, let's <laughs> ride a mechanical bull. Like I don't think that that's how John Mayer and Katy Perry's relationship worked out. I have no they idea. They just held hands. It just doesn't seem like uh, what pop stars actually do. Speculation, speculation, the rampant. Um, actually, speaking of Katy Perry, I wanted to mention. I, did, did you? I'll link to this article, but I was really shocked to find out that the cover of Teenage Dream is a painting. Did you guys know this? Uh, no. With her na- naked on the naked on the clouds. I knew it. I knew it because I read your article. Adam, did you see? Did you read the article I wrote? No, I didn't see that one. Okay, that's it, a that's interesting though. It's a painting. Well, it's it's by an artist named Will Cotton, and if you look at his paintings, like the whole Katy Perry Teenage Dream. Like every like everything about that whole tour and the album art, everything visual about her in that like from two thousand, you know, ten to two thousand twelve or thirteen, like makes sense. It's all in there. Like even like the can't like and he was an artistic. He was an art director on the California Girls video. Um, he made the board game that Snoop Dogg you know throws the dice with and a lot of the different props and things like that. So it's um, interesting. It I'm, is a painting. You can tell. Yeah, I, I never really look? and I just said I just had always assumed it was just a picture. Yeah. So cool. there was a, a Katy Perry was also in the news this week um, a little bit. We we Facebooked about it. I guess it's worth mentioning her Dark Horse video that came out last week um, featured uh, 
very briefly a man wearing uh, like hundreds of necklaces among those necklaces was a um one with a charm with the word allah on it and and this is the guy that like kind of melts into sand she she turns him into sand and uh there was a change.org petition put up um by a man in the UK i believe um who who called the video highly offensive and uh got you know like 60 plus thousand signatures on this petition and um in result uh they removed the charm they essentially just painted it out um in the video and and there's now a new version of that video at the same place view count stayed the same and that kind of thing on youtube they just replaced the file it seems kudos to the guy who spotted that thing because even in the side-by-side image it took me like Seriously, like two or three minutes to find out what, what was changed. It was like <laughs> and a, I wasn't gonna put a Reddit arrow in there or anything no, like that. Was... You gotta make it a little more challenging. It's one, it was like one of those like you know spot the differences ones, and I just <laughs> and and I was having a really tough time for it. So anybody who and it's not even like you know Helvetica Allah, you know you know it's it's like a super you know crazy font and stuff like that. I don't. I think it's. I think it's got. I think that that version of the word Allah I think is like a symbol that is recognizable but it's like like this guy has like there are a bunch of different he's wearing a bunch of, he's wearing one with with a pharaoh on it he's wearing one with the um like uh Maybach music group label <laughs> he does it, it, the one that's it's still there there's a Maybach music group charm on the necklace like it's clearly like a joke she gets Twinkies eight minutes later and or eight seconds later and so like it's it, like uh whatever it's not highly offensive but I think people just signed it some people probably just signed it to like whatever and maybe some people were offended I can't say that they weren't but either way people who sign uh, change that arc petitions for fun well, why not? Well, I, I mean, it's the internet, dude. So, like, they could, they, like, people do weird shit on the internet. And so, yeah, probably. And people, like, don't like Katy Perry for whatever reason. Could have done it. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I, I can't pretend to be able to know why I think people. John Mayer it. commissioned all the signatures. <laughs> it's still, like, such a small number. I mean, the video has been viewed by 35 million people, and it got 65. Uh, you know, it's got it got sixty five thousand uh, signatures. I mean, it got more downvotes on YouTube. Um, so you know, those people could have just as easily who who anyone who takes the time to downvote a video on YouTube is is also gonna would be the type of person to take the time to sign a change dot org petition. But either way, removed, not there anymore. That's the easiest way to deal with it, though. I mean, it was probably some you know set dresser who is obviously a very good set dresser it's a very colorful interesting looking video and they just threw that on there maybe they didn't even know what it looked you know what it was i certainly couldn't look at it and tell you if you if you you know told me here's your take half an hour and try to find allah in this in this picture i couldn't do it <laughs> right or or like or the like take a weekend and try to find you know something offensive in this katie perry video to, to anybody who um you know would take offense to that sort of thing so i just you know just do it, you know. I think that that was the right move. Just do it, you know. Keep the view count. Obviously, they worked with YouTube on that. And uh... but the, but the, here's the thing that you are um, like you didn't notice it, right? When nobody really noticed it, and maybe like a handful of people did. But you know why people? You know what people fucking notice it now because of this change.org thing, like 
this brought this is bringing attention to it. It's not like it was something that wasn't that big of a deal. No one gave like no one, no not nobody, but most people probably didn't recognize him. And in the change.org petition, it literally is like he's got it. He's got it circled like clearly circled it in Microsoft Paint because it's like all rigid, the circle, <laughs> and and so and it's really thin. Like he didn't even thicken the line, and uh, it's just like a thin one pixel wide red circle around it and it's like everyone's offended by this and uh anyway well was luckily fun. it was something easy to take out it's, it's oh, funny because right, in, the, in the, the screenshot it's like very obviously just like photoshop smudge tool out yeah, um, right they didn't even they, right it's not like they, they didn't cut. replace it with anything you, know, you could even see like the chain like just go to a point and then there's just you know anyway. <laughs> just more chest it's like yeah, he's wearing one of those nothing nothing charms. So, anyway, so speaking of uh, controversy, one of the well, the, 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 uh, the, there is a I guess there is another controversial video they <laughs> this week. If you want, it's kind of popular. I don't know. Should we that Rick Ross one a little bit? Not controversial, really. He just like did a song with Puff Daddy over Biggie Smalls beat. And uh, that's dumb. I didn't even so, hear about that, so I don't even know what. What's so we about. won't even talk about it. There's uh, some stuff I, in Fort Lauderdale, though. Some, some, and I told them, I told Adam Alexander to make sure to watch it. Um, so did you, did you watch it, Adam? I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Did you recognize Fort Lauderdale in the background? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where Rick Ross was shot. So at the beginning, like, so they use "You're Nobody Till Somebody Kills You," which is a Biggie Small song. Puff Daddy's in the video, and um, and he uh. Yeah, and it's it's but it's Rick Ross instead of Biggie Smalls, and like at the beginning of the video, like it's kind of like new. You hear news reports about like a rapper being shot. You hear like police phone calls and stuff, and you think that it could like knowing the situation, like you think that it could be talking about Biggie, but then you hear that it's like in Fort Lauderdale, and you realize you know South Florida rapper, and you realize that he's talking about Rick Ross instead. Because yeah, Rick Ross was shot at. I think it was last year, um, in downtown Fort Lauderdale. What getting shot in downtown Fort Lauderdale is the that's the worst place to get shot because that just it just sucks away any sort of cred street cred from it. <laughs> in downtown, I mean, could, but like downtown Fort Lauderdale is not like a place. If I was shot in downtown Fort Lauderdale, I would be more concerned with people knowing that I was in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, well, than, it's even worse. Yeah, it's even worse now. Like nothing. There's, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing. It's like you know that whole. There was like that whole downtown area that uh like like um the street the street there that they were yeah yeah to... nothing. there's like two bars left over there all, really? all in the, yeah yeah two bars everything's gone everything's gone the whole movie theater and shit this is great for this podcast <laughs> so doug, doug can you clear something up for me because I, yeah. I haven't watched uh, a lot of uh rick ross videos uh-huh. is is shirtless rick ross a new thing no oh no he he does that <laughs> he, That's he, does thing that all, he does it all the time Okay. Okay. He does that very frequently, and this that's good this, to know. Yeah, this song is called "Nobody." It's directed by Dre Films, who is a South Florida-based director who directs basically all of the Maybach Music Group videos now. Um, he's really plugged in with them, and yeah, he's uh, uh, from South Florida as well. So South Florida ties in this Rick Ross "Nobody" video. I don't think I've seen Rick Ross with a shirt on. No, seriously. Yeah. Or at least, like, you know, his buttons down to his, you know, midriff. Um, he's got some know. tats, eh? I guess he's showing off the tattoos. Yeah, and I his suppose. physique. So showing, 
Yeah, showing off the physique. He's worked hard yeah. for that. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't <laughs> come overnight, guys. So, oh, well, I think we should move on from Fort Lauderdale and talk a little yeah. bit about some of the the videos that we enjoyed this week. Um, uh, not the popular ones? Oh, we'll no. talk about the popular ones because we have, uh, I don't know if you guys watched this Coldplay one. I did, this didn't cause a super amount of chatter, but um, it is uh, number one. Musically, at- it did. Yeah, musically did. This is the first yeah. Coldplay output in a while, and we're looking at around four million views, um, only in a, in a few days. So we're looking at a pretty decent one. But Adam, shed some light on this. Uh, shed some light on this for us on the musical side, because is this part of like a new Coldplay album? Do you know? Yeah, I think so. So uh, I'm definitely torn into like a few different directions with this video. Uh, First of all, and and the song itself. So the the guy that produced the track, um, his name is John Hopkins, and he's actually a, a phenomenal electronic producer. He's done uh, a whole bunch of really cool stuff uh, the last few years. So he he produced the uh, the instrumental for the track. But the thing that's causing some controversy in the uh, in the indie scene is that this track. Um, bears a striking resemblance to Bon Iver. Um, so I haven't really heard Coldplay's spin on this yet. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to weigh in on it at all, but I'm sure there's been accusations that they're kind of copying his sound or his style. Um, uh, in terms of the video, I didn't think it was anything too outstanding. I think it's probably being driven by the fact that it's Coldplay. Uh, did you guys like the video or... It was it's, so it's it's I put it in the category of those of like a visual concept video. Um, Radiohead one Radiohead had one of those not too or a decade ago I guess now. Um, <laughs> let me just look up the look it up. Radiohead also ironically being another band that Coldplay has been accused of kind of ripping off, riding their coattails. Exactly. I don't really know how I feel about that, but. And the, so the the other one that this reminds me of is uh, House of Cards 2008, directed uh, by uh, Radiohead, directed by James Frost. Just because it's, I mean, there the the people were made up of sort of these. Uh, anyway, you should check it out. It, they're like um, kind of digital approximations of of people using a lot of polygons. And this one, it's sort of like a you know night vision type of thing. Um, but it's interesting that I, I hadn't heard about the Bon Iver uh, similarities uh, controversy because there's been a few of those lately. I mean, Robin Thicke had one with Blurred Lines. I think there was a Marvin Gaye song that was similar to. And then the, I think the biggest one over the last year was the similarity of um, Brave by Sarah Borealis. I can't bear out Borealis. Um, and Katy Perry's Roar. And they just kind of, right. uh, they didn't, I don't think anything really came of it. I think they just sort of mutually enjoyed the attention. And uh, um, there's another one too of uh, um, uh, Bruno Mars and um, Breakbot. Breakbot. His, his name is his name was Breakbot. His name is right, Breakbot. right. Breakbot. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Breakbot calls like out Breakbot. calls out Bruno Mars. The end of 2012. Huh. Yeah, it does sound a lot. I think it is, actually is. Tre- like they've sampled Tre- it. Without- yeah, they both sampled the same song. They both sampled yeah. the same song. The Breakbot song came out first. They both sampled the same song. But uh, this Coldplay one, they're just saying that it sounds like a Bonnie Vare song. Like, yeah, like stylistically, just, not yeah. not stealing from any one song. 
it's just like he's got that high pitched song and like kind of the same type of melody that you would expect right. from a Bonnie Bear song. Right. But I whatever, mean, like Bonnie Bear, like they don't. It's they didn't steal he exactly. Own that. Yeah, he doesn't own that stuff. I right. mean, I guess maybe they did, and that's not neat. But you know, he does. It's not like uh, it's not like stealing. And I mean, the big picture is that, um, like with music, is that all of these things are are going to come back around. So that's just kind of the natural progression to me. Everything's going to sound like something at some point, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really even get that much of a Bonnie Vera sound from it. That's there's definitely a Bonnie Vera sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's there, it's there, but like whatever. That's so what. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean Rick Ross, Rick Ross used a Biggie beat and rapped with Puff Daddy. I think that's way worse. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's um, I don't know. I mean, it's it, funny though, hip hop like they that just kind of happens way more frequently in hip hop. I mean, you know, rappers will put out mixtapes and stuff and use whatever beat they want. The song that came out two days ago and other rappers are already like, oh, I'm going to get on that yeah, one. Yeah. So it's it's interesting how how it's treated differently. In uh, hip-hop, you can just take like Forever Young and just play that song and then just rap over it. And then yeah. it's really sad as a song. It always reminds me of way, way back in SNL days when Puff Daddy was on the Godzilla soundtrack and he came out with that Come With Me song. Yeah. Which was a cover, which was sampled the the... Led Zeppelin song. I can't remember what the name of the song is. Oh, come with me. It is a uh, cashmere. Yeah, cashmere. So it's basically they, they use cashmere, but there was that great uh, thing they did on SNL with Tim Meadows playing Puff Daddy. And he's, uh, he's they're just playing cashmere and over it, just like very obviously. He's just saying, come with me. Come with me. You know? <laughs> Which is so basically video. what it was. I mean, right, like, exactly. Anyway. The best the best Puff Daddy appearance ever on SNL is still gonna be um No. Don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> you had a piece of a memory there. Um, and Andy Sandberg? No, I don't care. Whatever. So, You're gonna have to start editing this one right after we go <laughs> off the air. You're gonna be busy. <laughs> no, you can leave that. I don't give a shit. Leave that in. I'm gonna so, so yeah, that was a pretty. I mean, as far as it's it's actually by somebody that I'm not familiar with the work at all. Mary Wigmore. We don't have anything else in the database for her, so I'm interested to see if we just don't if this is one of her first videos or we just don't have a, anything in in the her catalog for her. But um, it visually, it was an interesting one. I mean, it 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 kind of looks like a Bonnie Bear video too. Now that I'm yeah, but it doesn't. There's not a lot of thought. It doesn't seem like there was a ton of thought into the production aspect of this video. I mean, there's That's a really second straightforward. There's a section around the yeah. two-minute point where they just have the camera set up and, like, the dude is just, like, sticking his arms out from behind trees and stuff. Like, he's <laughs> really just like, oh, right, go out there and do some stuff. And he's just, like, yeah. swinging his arms around. Like, I think that the end product, it looks kind of cool at times. And, I, you know, I don't I don't think that – I'm not saying they phoned it in or anything like that. But it was not a lot of – No. It seems that there wasn't a lot of pre-planning, at least in the production. Like, when shooting this video, it seems like it's like, all right, let's just run out in the forest real quick and sh- and, and sing the song. Like, I think – And I mean, they know how – they've been involved in some pretty cool videos. So uh, they know how to how to, you know – do something that stands out so i don't really feel that they put a whole lot into this video either so this could be a, uh, an instance of something that i think we need to identify a little bit more and that is something called video malaise and it, and it is definitely something that hits artists at a certain point because you know uh lest we forget that you know the directors 
and everybody puts so much into these videos, but the artists kind of have to give a lot too. So I think in terms of like really big artists like Coldplay and like U2 and you know a few other artists that I could think of, I think at a certain point, the, the like I, th I think had doing something really big and really grand in terms of a video isn't as as important to them. More important is getting something out. Kind of, I know this happened to. I know this isn't the greatest example, but I just I just know their their catalog very well. The Bare Naked Ladies, they hit a they hit a point where they just didn't want to deal with it anymore, and they were releasing a lot of animate animated videos and and you know kind of crowdfunded videos where they passed the work on to other people and it was easier for them and I know they they basically said said as much that you know they just were tired of doing videos so nothing against Mary Wigmore um it just seems like this this may be you know an, uh, an instance of that yeah I'm not gonna... a good uh, example that speaks to that too is that did you guys see that Noel Gallagher video that uh kind of <laughs> circulated the inter yeah. internet did yeah, you see that one out of him doing like the director commentary, him yeah. doing like commentaries on all their videos. Yeah, that was fantastic. He's if, just if like you haven't just seen ripping them apart. You got to watch that; it's hilarious. You should link to that in the footnotes of this uh, podcast too. It's an awesome watch, actually. I there's one. There's I one point, it, but I saw, but I saw people mentioning it, and oh yeah, watch it. it. Watch yeah. it. There's one point where he's just like tearing like music videos <laughs> and music video directors apart. He's like, everyone who oh, makes yeah. them thinks they're making Apocalypse Now, and like I'm, I did a terrible action. Oh, it's great. But it was so good. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm not going to pretend to be, have been on a ton of sets, but I've been on a couple of music video sets with some artists who have been making music videos for 10, 20 years, and some of the videos that they've been in have been really huge music videos and now they just got get so upset they just the they want nothing more than to stop making the music video uh while they're shooting it N not everybody but like no i was gonna say it's like, definitely you, a feel it definitely exists i've seen can, it i think you can tell when it when it's happened like i look at an artist like somebody like bjork who like consistently makes these amazing videos that obviously encompass her her vision for her art and i like i can't see her being bored of making music videos yeah, she's got to still love it. Yeah, no, well, definitely. Still want to do something with it. Obviously, she's made such, she's established something. So, but I think it's an, you know, we should. Uh, I think that's something we should we should kind of tag as a known entity, like when somebody enters that video malaise period. Because yeah, I agree, Adam. I don't think Bjork is going to enter that, but it's something that's sort of just expected of artists. I mean, what if you just don't care about right. that side? I mean, what if you just don't, are not just a visual person? I know there are artists out there who you know the music is everything and even making music videos is kind of against their yeah. belief system and but you know but they 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 are beholden the record labels they're beholden the fans and things like that and that kind of stuff has to come out so um you know I, I, but I, I do think you know i think big bands can kind of get burnt out in that especially because there are they are expected i mean think of you know Katy perry who's an artist who's in you know my age you know 29 ish and she's in the you know the prime of her career and the amount of energy she has to invest into music videos because she knows that it's going to be you know hundreds of millions of views um that's just nothing something she can blow off in 20 years is that going to be at the top of her priority list as as much as it is now you know, probably not. So no, she's like, I don't want another motherfucking change dot org petition <laughs> about my about my shit. Just keep, give me a break. And so, yeah, I think she will. But but she's still going strong now. But yeah, you're right. I do think 
some artists, there's a handful of artists who hold on and who are like, no, this stuff still matters. I was looking for a prime example, and, and I think you hit it on the head there with Bjork, Adam. Um, that's that's the one. There are other ones that exist. Um, you know, and, I, and, I, and I, I'd rather them try for something big and unique and fail than just like let's run around in the forest um uh and change the and make it infrared or something you know like like for example like i wasn't a, a huge fan of much of kanye west's music videos in in 2013 they didn't really resonate with me that i think that they were intended to resonate with people but at least he was trying to do different things with the medium still and like do stuff that's unique and and make an impact you know so um you know that I, I i there is but there is a point where some of them stop some of those dudes stop well let's talk, take a, a look at um an artist and also a director both of their prime who had one of my favorite videos of the week this year and that is haim with if i could change your mind directed by warren Fu. this is a combination that like i was so excited to see as soon as they announced that this video was happening one of my favorite new bands and uh, a director who not only is a really talented director but also has like a really um, defined style and um, just has a really amazing eye for for things. So uh, this this video surprised me, but in a really really good way. Yeah, this yeah, was de- this is definitely good. my my favorite video of the week. I think so. We'll we'll mark. We'll mark that as well. Whoa, whoa, it's, a triple, is, it's a triple threat. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, this is de- everyone's favorite. I mean, this is just such a fantastic video. I think it 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 showcases Hive really well and puts them in a light that we really hadn't seen them in. I think um, you know, obviously, we've been paying attention to them for a while with their really uh, great videos from um, from 2013 and and late 2012. Um, directed by Austin Peters all the way up until now. I mean, they've been, they, you know, they put out really great music videos. And then I think that they really start hit the national, got, got a lot of national attention when they played SNL. Um, yeah. Not too long big. ago. And I think, um, you know, now they're, and they're, now they're playing like, I think something like 15 of these festivals now, and they're really starting to get around. And I think that this, this video is like perfectly timed for that. Um, for that little run there and and yeah it's such a great video you know they did some subtle dance moves in some of those austin peters videos but this one they're doing like full-on choreography and it's like really interesting like it's definitely not like um you know like crazy complex choreography but at the same time it's it's really like kind of i don't know i was i was really drawn to it and i really enjoyed watching it i love the hanging uh heim neon sign in the back that was an awesome touch yeah, it's really it's cool. A cool like, font, it looks good. And that's something that is, that as soon as I saw that, that's that's like very Warren Fu style. Um, that, yeah, that, definitely. That was the because there's not a lot. There's almost nothing in this video except for the the, the Heim sisters um, and that sign, pretty much. Yeah, but, it's like a, it's his. A lot of his music videos have that. It's kind of like an '80s vibe that exists. I think in the Daft Punk videos, the Instant sure. Crush, even Lose Yourself, as well as the um, what is it? it uh, the Must Be the Feeling by uh, Nero from 2012. Yeah, that, that video definitely. This this video had a little bit of that uh, that vibe for me. But we should, in terms of choreography, we should say that this wasn't just choreography. This is choreography by Fatima Robinson, who is uh, kind of 
you know, you've definitely seen her choreography and music videos, um, probably most famously in My Humps by Black Eyed Peas, um, where she was not only a director, but, uh, but a choreographer as well. Um, she was also a choreographer for, most recently, for, um, for the Dilly video for Band of Horses, as well as, you know, That Power by Will I Am. And, uh, and of course, if I could change her mind, so she's a, and Fergalicious. Well, she directed Fergalicious. She directed so. Fergalicious, but but even though that that has a little bit of dancing, but um, I think she definitely had a lot of hand in that. But um, a lot of her 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 videos that she's directed have dancing elements in them. Yeah, so this was a great video. Definitely my definitely a trifecta uh, hat trick uh, for this video for for you Canadians nice. out there. <laughs> Who know what that means? Doug, Doug has a hat trick Wikipedia page open right now. <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, it's weird because it, that it even exists. Um, so, should we talk about some of the other videos we liked from this week, though? Even though that one was everyone's favorite. No, I think we're done here. Um, no, yeah, we should. <laughs> no <laughs> and, more talk. I think I think we think we should. Um, I just wanted to mention real quick that a Carmen Carmen video came out this this week, and I and I late last week. Late last week, and I can, and Carmen continues to drift further away from sanity, um, <laughs> and uh, and I just don't understand any of it. But we don't need to talk about it. I just wanted to mention that that is. Uh, they were way better when they were just sitting at the piano, and they weren't even good then. No, it was. But when she got rid of the suicide role hairdo, I think I just I'm all for artists changing, but you gotta the square the straight hair isn't doing it for me. Anyway, we could we could switch gears a little bit. So one of the other ones. One of the ones I wanted to talk about, which is a little bit on a different track than uh, these music videos that we've been talking about so far, is a documentary-style music video, Hers, by Tommy Cruise, directed by Martin C. Parasau. And it follows this dude. Um, his name is Bogdan. Um, and he is in a... Uh, he's somebody who has Asperger's. He is in a post pre-grad, excuse me, educational institution in, in Quebec near Montreal. Did I say Quebec right, Adam? Yeah, you got her. Okay, good. I've heard it pronounced like 14 different ways. Um, yeah, there's lots of ways. Yeah, and what's it's, so it's, it's documentary style. It's basically a voiceovers from him where we kind of go through his, not his daily routine of him like brushing his teeth, but just sort of him in the spaces of his life. And he's in this... Um, pre-grad you know program we don't see anybody else in this we don't we, we literally do not see anybody else it is just him and we, we see some dogs um but you definitely get the sense that uh he's isolated and as he says many times in the video you know music is his uh you know both his passion and his escape from you know the situation that he's in which i i think may be against his will a little bit um so it's it's a really you know he, and he always has head, headphones on um you don't see a lot of documentary stuff we see a, maybe one or two every week um and I, I love documentaries so i always make sure to watch them and this one just was so well done uh to me that it, it definitely caught my eye when you staff picked this one doug yeah i really i really enjoyed this one too it it was um really fascinating um it I definitely it definitely seems like he it, it is he's like confined and he's not um you know he's he's it, it, it he's not he's not there by choice it, it would appear um i agree 
Uh, and it's just really, it's really interesting. I, I don't know too much about Asperger's. Uh, both I've, I've, my my sister and my mom have both worked uh, in the special education field, and they have uh, some familiarity with it. But you know, like I mentioned, he speaks he speaks several languages, and and it, it's it's weird to see someone who on the surface looks like like why is this person? Uh, it's not really shown like a reason why he would be at this place and when he's in the voiceovers he's really well spoken like it's not that much of a surprise that he speaks you know six, six languages um he seems like a really kind of definitely intelligent person he talks about how he likes analog music um you know the, the analog format over you know the digital you know cds or you know digital process music so he, he's definitely super into music another interesting one that we should definitely touch on a little bit is the five seconds of summer video she looks so perfect Directed by Frank Boren. <laughs> that's uh, taking it to a different direction. I, that's cool. Yeah, this is, a, this is a fun video. This is whatever I see a, a video in the band. Is, uh, you know, like uh, five kids basically look like you know eighteen year olds. That's you know, usually the videos aren't super great for those ones. So I I kind of. Um, my eyes glaze over a little bit, but this one was definitely different because they start out, you know, playing in an alleyway, and then there's all these different scenes going on, and the, you know, you think the video is kind of starting out normal, and then everybody starts taking their clothes off. Um, no matter what kind of physical shape they're in, there's all different kinds, and <laughs> uh, they just start start dancing. Police officers, waiters, people, and just in in prison. It's, uh, right, the the prison the prison people because it gets that's when the ridiculousness starts. Like it's the music starts to like kind of build a little bit, and you see people kind of like reacting to the music and stuff. And then like the chorus kicks in, and the dudes in the prison who have what look like really heavy like like weights and shit are just like lifting them above their head and spinning <laughs> them around and stuff. And so that's when things start start getting a little messy. And this was an incredibly popular video this week. Um, and yeah, it featured a lot of naked people. They they definitely had some some um, you know model type people, but also some not not as model type uh, people getting naked. And um, and that's that's essentially the whole thing. And then the people start throwing their clothes at the band, and that's that's it. That's the narrative. That's it. That you can fit that on a treatment. You can. It's a one pager. You just show pictures of of hot and not hot people dancing. <laughs> the band. Is about to get in their underwear, and then the TV fizzles out. So the, all the people who wanted that have been thwarted. Yeah, they, they, they look at each other. They, yeah. yeah, they do. They look at each other like, "We'll do. It. I guess we'll do it." It's what everyone's doing. <laughs> that's what you know. And these kids, they don't. None of them look a day over sixteen. Oh no, these kids are young. They might be. Could they, they? They could be brothers. That's not uncommon. I think there's. Isn't there only three? Oh no, there's more than three because there's the drummer. Maybe they. Maybe they. Maybe they like hired the drummer i don't know <laughs> hey drummer no he was cool he's the first band member that they show wow that's weird that you knew that off the top of your head but <laughs> <laughs> no because it's like a thing they show like lady at the store cop like prison dude and then like go to that guy and then he hits the drum you've memorized it's, this it's like a thing <laughs> I, I, wrote a, I wrote a blog post about this video guys so um adam do you have anything that uh that we should uh, we should know about this week. I want uh, Adam. Yeah, to talk yeah, about that, definitely. That, I do that have one. video. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna do, and it was courtesy yeah. of Doug. Doug brought this one to my attention. This is a, a really cool video. Uh, the track is called uh, "We Shall Not Disappear," 
And uh, this video combines, uh, well, this video is, let's say this video is the type of sexy that is my favorite, which is like totally weird and fucked up sexy. That's definitely my favorite kind. And this thing is weird. Um, it's uh, <laughs> basically, screen, if you just look at the screenshot, you know. That's all we- you have to look at, the <laughs> cucumber face lady. That did it Oh, they changed, right actually, they they changed the screenshot. Now it's a lady with a cherry in her mouth, and it looks. Oh, also a good. That's also a highlight for me. The cherry in the mouth. <laughs> the reverse cherry in the mouth. But yeah, the video is. Uh, it's uh, sort of a weird little experimental electronic track, and uh, we get shots of like insects and uh, and fruit and mushrooms and different things interwoven with shots of like super super close up nudity so like a like a nipple that fills like the whole video shot and uh yeah it's 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 quite a quite a it's a, to me quite an arousing video it's uh super weird and i love that's, it that's that's uh we now know that about you um, <laughs> you certainly do whether you wanted to or not <laughs> i see a chinese finger trap in there they got the chinese finger trap in there yeah there's some really interesting shots in in here and a lot of interesting images there's what's that show that used to start with um like a, something really up close a few shows have done this well dexter, dexter kind of has that dexter yeah and then also <laughs> rugrats <laughs> okay rugrats did that i think breaking bad did that a lot um, they kind of floated in and out of that, but that, some of these shots kind of are like um, I had to kind of like pause it and be like, "Ooh, what's that?" Like there's um there's a there's a there's a patch of hair. I'm trying to get the time code for you guys. Yeah, so the, I think along. there's there's pubic hair, but there's also some armpit hair. Yeah, no, no, well, the, the different points. Thirty-seven seconds. I'm ninety-five percent sure that's pubic hair, but yeah, uh, that's pubic hair. <laughs> I but, think so. And then it goes right That's, to the mushroom, and then there's a cactus. It's just, it's, and I, know, I like food you. too. This has yeah, a lot of food say. and dessert <laughs> and and nipples. It's good. Yeah, we, I like it. It's a good thing. And yeah, and I like for some reason the I, I, the sprinkles on the skin were also were also a nice touch. I don't know. My why. My favorite shot is the is the closing shot where the girl is exhaling some orange smoke. I just love the way that it looked like the this I don't know. I can't I can't even explain this video. It's crazy, but I'm going to have to write about it this week cuz it's going to be in my column for sure. Oh, listen to that. How about that? He's in the column. Uh, <laughs> in the column. And hey hey guy, hey gang. Uh I, I want to direct everyone to Adam Alexander's interview from the, that came out earlier this week from also a kind of sexy video. Um when you talk when you talk a little bit about that if we're if we're done talking about this my Maya Maya video. I think we're done talking about well, it. Well, okay. just one more thing is that if you if you kind of go through it a little bit, I'm a little bit disturbed by the inclusion of um, cucumbers with I, I, because it's they're 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 placed in with other sweet candy stuff. So there's like a cake and some like peanut M and M's, and I can I know they're M and M's because I can see a little M on them. And but but then there's cucumbers everywhere. For some reason, cucumbers are always in the mix, ruining things. Because obviously those flavors don't go together. So that I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. But it that's the one thing that kind of weirds, weird, makes me uncomfortable. The cucumbers. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I, get, I get that. If I you, get that. If if this wasn't cut out, then I've just wasted fifteen or thirty seconds of your life. But anyway, please proceed. Okay, so Adam Alexander came out of the interview this week. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. 
Yeah, so I had a chance to uh, uh, do an interview with uh, director Scott Cudmore on his video for uh, a little bit hard to say their band name, uh, their Canadian band, uh, Timber, I, and I think maybe it's Tambra. It could be a French word. I'm not sure if they're from Montreal. I should know that, but I don't. Uh, yeah, so I uh, got to ask him a few questions about this video, which is uh, for Hot Dreams. It's set in a strip club. And uh, a lot of the questions that I asked kind of centered around the fact that the video is shot in kind of a different context than what you would normally expect for a video shot in a strip club. So uh, it's not done in a, in a raunchy or an exploitative way. It more takes like a, uh, an artistic look at exotic dancing and, uh, and possibly some of the people that inhabit these videos or these, uh, these establishments. And yeah, he was able to uh, confirm uh, all kinds of different things about um, why they decided to shoot it in a strip club and uh, just all kinds of different things uh, in, to do with uh, how the video could have been controversial because it does have some nudity, but it doesn't really go there. He shed some light on that as well. So yeah, it's a definitely uh, his answers were definitely very interesting. So yeah, he was super. Read he, that. Yeah, he was super candid, and uh, we've talked to Scott a bunch. He's been on this this very podcast, and uh, yeah, he was super cool to answer those questions for Adam. Um, Canadian, um, Canadian dude. Yeah, Canadian connection there between the two Adams. Definitely. He's, um, I think he's in Toronto based. So, you guys could have done it over coffee instead of email. That would have been sweet. <laughs> the um, Tim yeah, because, yeah, you guys could. I'm, I'm sure you guys are like hours away too. Definitely. <laughs> that's four a, hours. That's, that's a, fine. It's worth it. My first t- uh, time on a strip club set was when I was an intern for the film adaptation of the musical Rent and it was two days in the Cat Scratch Club which How was that? watching um, Rosario das- Dawson dran- dance over and over again all day in a stripper outfit you, That does ever- not sound like a bad day it was, Well after the 100th after the hundred, hundred take it was uh, it got a little tiring, but other than that, it was pretty really? good. Really? Yeah. Have you been Have you been to a strip club under normal pretenses? I have. You know, I'm gonna put this out there, com- um, honestly, on the podcast for everybody here. I have not, and uh, I know I know I've grown up in the land where in South Florida where strip clubs are like built into Walgreens in the way that <laughs> see you know they have their little minute clinic things, but uh, but I have not no. How about you, Adam Alexander? You had, you mentioned in the interview that you've been into some dives. Some I have days. been into some dives. Not many. <laughs> not many, granted, but uh, enough to know what a dive uh, strip club is like, where the stripper may or may not be pregnant. <laughs> uh, I think we, we ended there, because we all know the answer to, Doug's, to asking Doug that question. Yeah, I don't need to answer that question. That's... <laughs> Leave it there. Um, so anyway, everybody, you know, you know, you know where to find us. Go to the thing. Go to the 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 internet. I want to direct your attention. If you're listening to this in, in February, in March, we are launching a very large update to IMVDB. So if you're sweet, if, if you're looking at a calendar and you're thinking, oh, it's March, then turn on your computer machine. You know, fire up the 56k modem. Um, and point your Netscape browser to imvdb.com and see what we have in store. All sorts of fun stuff that we've been working on for months. So we're very excited to get that out there. Uh, check it out, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.